Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to speak to our first guest. He's the director of a new film called The Music of Strangers, Yo-Yo Ma and the Silk Road Ensemble. tells an extraordinary story of a renowned international musical collective created by the legendary cellist Yo-Yo Ma. The feature-length documentary follows the group of diverse instrumentalists, vocalists, composers, arrangers, and visual artists and storytellers as they explore the power of music to preserve tradition, shape cultural revolutions, and inspire hope. Amen. This is a fantastic documentary. And once again, our good friend is joining us uh, on the show again, Morgan Neville, Academy Award-winning uh, film director for 20 Feet from Stardom, and just a ton of very, very good films uh, all throughout his catalog of films. And this is one of them. Morgan, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me. Mike. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, yeah, this is a this is a terrific film um, on so many levels. Uh, but one of the things that I was struck by was uh, the intimacy of this film. You, you were able to really achieve a, 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 a real connection, not just with Yo-Yo Ma, but with all these musicians. Tell me a little bit about the process by which you came to this uh, this project. Sure, sure. And I'll just say, you know, first that to me, intimacy is. Um, the currency of documentary filmmaking, that it's all about establishing that with your subjects and sharing that with the world. So that, um, thank you for, for pointing that out. Yeah. But but this um, was a long, circuitous road, as I guess most documentaries are. I mean, it started about five years ago when I got a call from Yo-Yo Ma's office saying, did I want to meet with him about maybe filming a concert? And... Yeah, I was intrigued, and you know, though I've made many music documentaries, um, you know, classical and world music was certainly nothing I had touched, and so I was intrigued by all of that. So I went out to Boston, and I met with Yo-Yo, and he utterly surprised me. Um, he was not at all what I expected. Um, you know, I think we all have some kind of version of Yo-Yo Ma from you know whether it's. Sesame Street or great performances. <laughs> we have right. some idea of who he is, right. um, but who I met was you know somebody who was on the one hand incredibly silly, <laughs> funny, yeah. and uh, irreverent, um, and on the other hand you know deeply philosophical and um, uh, open-hearted. And basically, by the end of that night, we had switched plans and we had hatched this plan to make a documentary. <laughs> Okay. So it was, it was kind of by accident, um, and you know what that what that idea came out of was this collective he's had for 15 years called Silk Road, and you know, it, it came out of this really interesting time in his life where he had a midlife crisis in his 30s. You know, most people would have them later, but he had been famous since he was seven. Yeah. He performed for Kennedy when he was seven, yeah. and. Um, he had, you know, his father died in his mid-30s, and he kind of asked himself for the first time, do I even want to be a musician? I never actually decided to do this. I was just good at it, and everybody kept telling me to do it. And he had this kind of moment of clarity where he said, yes, I want to do music if it can be about more than just music. I want to see what I can do with music to both understand the world and to maybe change the world. And so that's the journey that led 
to all of these musical experiments that he's been doing and is really kind of the thrust of the film. So once you decided to do this, uh, because the, uh, I don't want to, I mean, people will see this as fairly obvious uh, in, the, in the film, but uh, this, this collective of musicians, uh, was it from right away, did, did, had you decided that this was going to be kind of the centerpiece of what the film you were making with him would be about, or was it more about his own, his own journey, or is it a combination of those two? Well, I, I think it was a combination. I knew from the beginning that Silk Road was the way to tell this journey, um, because Silk Road has become kind of the umbrella um, through which, you know, under which he investigates all these ideas. So just to give you a little bit of history, it started back in 2000 um, when he came up with this idea to get musicians from across the Silk Road country, you know, countries. So, you know, the Silk Road was an ancient trade route which stretched from Europe to Asia. And so the idea, they literally spent two years uh, with ethnomusicologists and all kinds of people finding musicians and collecting them. They all came together at Tanglewood in the Berkshires in Massachusetts in 2000 for a big experiment. And there were 65 musicians there. And it was, in a way, it was kind of road testing the cliche, music is an international language. Right. You know, saying, well, what's that really mean? You know, what happens when you really put it into practice with people whose idea of you know, things like intonation are different? Um, right. And some of it was a train wreck, and some of it was the most inspiring, beautiful work Yo-Yo had ever heard. And and it really then kind of has, has grown into, you know, the Silk Road has become a metaphor. It's not just, you know, Asia, Europe. It's become a metaphor for looking at how all cultures share um, so much of, so much DNA in a way that we tend to forget at the political level or the national level or even the religious level. So it's really about kind of exploring ideas of common culture and humanity through music, if, if that idea is not too big. <laughs> You're right. Well, well let, 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 me, let me go back a little bit. By the way, we're speaking with Morgan Neville. He's the director of the film The Music of Strangers, Yo-Yo Ma and the Silk Road Ensemble. It's opening today in um, all, of, all around uh, the, uh, this area. Certainly it's opening at the Landmark here in Los Angeles, and I believe you're in, are you here for a Q&A uh, tonight? I am this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Fantastic. Tonight, tonight and tomorrow. Tomorrow night. It's also opening, if you're listening to the sound of my voice in New York, it's opening at the Lincoln Plaza as well as the Angelica uh, Film Center, and we'll be opening up here around from there on the 17th and the 24th. It blows up all over, uh, certainly all over Southern California and beyond, so keep, go to um, the Music of Strangers dot film is that right do i have that right yeah yeah the mu- music of strangers dot film to find out more about the film um i want to go back to the thing in the very beginning of the film you've got a clip with leonard bernstein sitting at a piano and this is where we see yo-yo ma performing for uh, john and jacqueline kennedy um he talks about it and this is something that you said inspired sort of inspiration for yo-yo ma was that i'll call it the rosetta stone of music if that's a if that's a fair way to put it that that he was looking for bernstein was seeking that and it seems to have carried over, obviously carried over into the thought process and philosophy of Yo-Yo Ma. Um, so it, we see very early on that this seed was planted, and he 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 remembers and has tried to integrate all that into his into his uh, process. Um, in the sort of weaning out, or was there a weaning out of these other musicians? Was it sort of a natural? Well, this doesn't work, and we'll move on. Did he did he actively recruit some of the people that we see? 
in in this process in this film uh or was that it was a sort of a natural process what how did that work when he well the of the contingent of people he has in it well i think the gathering of the musicians happened you know between him and kind of a group of um like-minded people mm-hmm. that were helping to put on this experiment okay. um and since that time, they've brought many more people in. You know, I don't know how many people have done something with the Silk Road uh, ensemble over the years, mm-hmm. well over 100. Okay. Um, but I think it's kind of a self-selecting group that musicians have to be open to this kind of idea. I think some can handle it and some can't. But I feel, you know, the people that have stuck with it really have a, a like-mindedness. Um, but the thing they all share is that they're all, they all come from a really interesting, distinct tradition of their own. So, I mean, in the film, we follow uh, Wu Man, this amazing Chinese pipa player, yes. uh, who's one of the greatest pipa players in the world. Um, Kehan Kalor, who uh, a, plays a Persian spike fiddle called a kamache. Um, it's just a beautiful instrument, who's very well known in, in that part of the world. And... Um, Kenan Azme, who uh, plays clarinet, but who's Syrian, and who, right in the middle of us making the film, was kind of grappling with the fact that his home was changing. He lived, you know, had a house in Damascus and an apartment in New York, and he hasn't been able to go home, though his parents are still in Damascus. Um, and Christina Pato, who is from Galicia, Spain, who plays uh, a bagpipe, which they call a gaita there. Um, so they're all brilliant at their instruments, and they all are kind of exemplars of what that could mean, but they all made this decision, as did Yo-Yo, to try and do something different with that tradition. And I think that's a big question we kind of look at in the film, which is, you know, what is tradition? Should it be repeating the same thing exactly the same way forever, or is it evolving? And I I think Yo-Yo's answer is that, you know, all great tradition comes from innovation and to live it has to continue with innovation yeah and i couldn't agree more it it throughout the film this sense of discovery the sense of connectivity of the different uh um types of the the different national musics that these uh, musicians are representing in some way um the, and the and that blending it's it's funny as i was listening to uh a couple of the the, the uh, pieces that were played in the film they it was a it was a distinct sound and yet you can pull out oh i hear the the Sir, the uh middle eastern influence oh i can hear the the chinese influence i can hear these things while i'm listening to it but at the same time it felt very seamless is that is that something that you what was your impression as you were listening to some of this music yeah i mean i think it's important to them and this is kind of a big debate in this in this world, which is, you know, if you take all these different cultures and put them together musically, is it just like throwing everything in the blender where it all comes out as kind of a bland amalgamation of everything? Um, And I think what this film argues and what Yo-Yo believes is that it's much more this kind of idea of cosmopolitanism, um, which is this idea that you bring together different voices, but they keep their essence and distinction in the midst of the other. So so it's not like, you know, some world music can feel more like a blender, and I think this feels much more um, a blending of very distinct voices that, that somehow work together. 
and and I think you know they have a huge repertoire of music, and certain music certainly um, features different you know melodies are based on different um, traditional instruments or voices from different countries, and um, so you know I think I think Yo-Yo kind of thinks that the Silk Road concert is kind of a um, a trip around the world, so you know he'll yeah. often kind of arrange music. Um, so that it you feel its influence going from east to west or vice versa. But did you? But do you have that sense that, that I took away? Was I can certainly hear. I mean, it, it's obvious when certain instruments are being played in, within the piece and sort of a, a solo like section of the. You could hear certainly a, well, that that yeah, tradition. Ab- but it, absolutely. It, it, but I I hear it, but I don't hear it. It's a funny. It's a funny, interesting kind of musical experience. And it, is it? Does that sound um, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the way, I mean, just looking at, like, what a traditional Arabic music um, scale is, is different than a Western scale. And if you hint, you know, and throw some of that in there, you know, you can shade things so you just detect these flavors. It's like eating a really good curry, you know, where there, you know, you can these little overtones of taste come out um, all the time. Yeah. And, and I think that's important to them. Well, we're speaking with Morgan Neville, the director of the film, uh, The Music of Strangers, Yo-Yo Ma and the Silk Road Ensemble. Morgan Neville will be at the Landmark Theater tonight, Friday night, June 10th, and tomorrow night uh, for Q&A. I assume somewhere around a 7-something screening. What time? Yeah, I think it's 7.40 tonight. 7.40, 10. yeah. So, so check that out. Great theater, great complex, wonderful place, and obviously you get the benefit of speaking uh, with uh, the filmmaker and anyone from the film, or is it just going to be yourself? Or? Yeah. So um, this weekend, um, Co, um, oh. who um, you see in the film, he's not one of our main characters, but he's an amazing uh, Japanese musician. Um, is going to be there with me uh, next weekend. Actually, Kahan is going to be back from tour, and he'll be at the Landmark, uh, oh. which is great. And in New York tonight. Um, Kenan Osme from Syria is going to be uh, doing Q&As. So we're, we're uh, getting our musicians out there. Well, fantastic. And you're right. These are interest. They're very interesting backstories. Uh, and it's, I don't know if it, this is by design. I, I, don't, I doubt it is. But the, um, uh, a lot of the musicians featured in this have come from um, countries and parts of the world that, uh, shall we say, are, are going through some tough times. They're troubled regions of the world. Uh, certainly Syria, Iran, um, the, the situation in China with with an artist with the artistic uh, freedom that the these people don't have to express themselves, and her, even with her story uh, going back to the Cultural Revolution uh, and, and the impact it had on their family. So there are a lot of r- very interesting backstories to go along with these amazing musicians. Well, the Cultural Revolution angle is actually something that I really started to kind of grapple with and think about as I was putting get together the film. Because if you look at, you know, China or Iran or Syria now or even Spain under Franco, yeah. um, there are countries that have cultural revolutions, you know, and we don't call them cultural revolutions for nothing, even though the revolutions might have been religious or fascist or, you know, political, um, that they're cultural revolutions because they're really about changing people's culture, and the best way to, to subjugate people is to erase their culture. Right. 
Uh, I mean, what happens in these countries, you know, and so much, you know, when we think about the Iranian Cultural Revolution or the Chinese Cultural Revolution, for instance, you know, we think about uh, them expelling Western influence. But what we don't talk about is that they they basically stopped traditional culture, Mm -hmm, too. mm -hmm. Um, You weren't allowed to play traditional Persian music, which is amazing, um, in the Iranian Cultural Revolution, for instance. You know, and it eventually kind of came back, but... But by the time Kahan, who had had, who left Iran in the midst of that in the early 1980s, by the time he moved back to uh, Tehran in uh, early 2000s, so much of the traditional culture he had grown up with had vanished wow. just over a generation. And so he felt it his mission to, to try and bring it back. It's amazing. It is amazing because as you're describing this, I'm thinking in addition to sort of cutting off traditional, um, you know, music and and references to the past, it's also about walling yourself off from the rest of the world. I mean, that's what Iran has attempted to do and so has China and et cetera. And yet, and here is the music of strangers, which is, I I love the title for a lot of reasons, but, uh, and here you are. This is the complete antithesis of that idea that in fact the common we have more in common than we than we don't absolutely and i think in a way it's again part of part of what's so appropriate about the name silk road is that over and over and over there are things that people think of as pure embodiments of their culture which if you go back you realize have been in dialogue with other cultures um going back millennia maybe so yeah. I mean, the Silk Road certainly carried everything from, you know, algebra to Islam from one end of, of Asia to the other. But, you know, you, you think of things like pasta, you know. Right. That's, a, that's a well-known example of something that didn't start in Italy. It started in China. Um, and musically, these instruments, even Kehan's instrument, this kamache, it's this Persian spike fiddle, which is a symbol of pure Persian culture, mm-hmm. a four-stringed spike fiddle. Well, Back in ancient times, it had two strings. And, you know, 500 years ago, when they started seeing violins passing by, they said, well, violins have four strings. We should have four strings. So the instruments had four strings for 500 years. Um, so it's already in dialogue with with Western culture. And I think that's the thing. You know, we, I, I mean, this is, I guess, getting to, to where we are today, which is, you know, are we about building bridges or building walls? Yeah. Um, I mean, we have it in our election right now. You know, these are big questions and what's healthier for for all of us um to build bridges or build walls and you know i know yo-yo and i agree that bridges are a whole lot more constructive i i want to ask you a couple of questions about the impact that this experience has had on you you've done documentaries about rock and roll the blues you 20 feet from stardom for which you received the academy award uh you've done a number of of documentaries about music you you apparently <laughs> i think this was about saying that you love music what have you taken away from this experience of being around these musicians and certainly the impact that Yo-Yo Ma must have had on your life? How Over what period of time did you do this documentary? Over five years. Okay. And, what, so you know, I've always loved music in, in terms of um, storytelling. I mean, music is such a great tool to use as a storyteller, and I love music and, you know, I have, am a musician. Not, not a very good one, but I, I am. And, uh, but I feel like the best music documentaries are not about music. You know, music is the Trojan horse that gets you there, but then once you're there, there's a bigger story that you can tell, and it's an amazing tool for that. And I feel like Yo-Yo 
is exactly in that wavelength, this idea that it's music is the language we speak, but it's not the message we're delivering. And I think him really trying to look at how valuable these tools of music, and not just music, but you know, art and uh, language and culture, uh, are as a way to build bridges and to, um, and to see how we can fix things or help things and change things. Um, and these are issues I ask myself as a filmmaker all the time. You know, does it, does it matter what I'm doing? You know, is this just uh, entertainment? And entertainment's great, and maybe entertainment isn't unto itself, but it's certainly, I think, a way that we, uh, and this is where Yo-Yo and I very much agree, that it's a way to build empathy. Yeah. And I think it's something that music does. You know, and the funny thing about the, the title, Music of Strangers, to me, it's kind of a contradiction in terms, because you can't be a stranger with somebody you make music with. Yeah. That it's it's about building connections, and and I certainly feel that film is about creating empathy too. I think Roger Ebert had called movies empathy machines. Yeah. You know, it's about walking in somebody else's shoes, and so I think those are the kinds of things we should be putting value on. Well, that's certainly the case with uh, the music of strangers, uh, Yo-Yo Ma, and the Silk Road Ensemble. It is it is all of that. Just you said such. I just want to let people know you have just a fantastic body of work, and I, I'm remiss if I didn't point out some of the other ones. Respect yourself. The the uh, Stacks record story, the Muddy Waters. I can't be satisfied. Johnny Cash's America. All of this work, and in addition to that, uh, Beauty is embarrassing and Cool School, Best of Enemies. Uh, all these are you. You're you're a, a remarkable filmmaker, and I would point out in each one of those films, you do exactly what you just described. We get to see a side of people, a side of a story we had no idea about, and uh, and uh, your work is uh, stellar and well deserved for all the accolades you've received. Uh, Morgan Neville, I want to thank you once again for finding time to come here on Film School. Absolutely, thanks so much for the nice words. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.